0: Friday morning, just woken up fresh from our escapades and our lovely voyage. Oh, yeah. Is that what we call it? Yes,
1: we called that. Voyage.
0: A lovely maiden voyage on the entertainer in Marina del Rey last night.
1: Just going around the bay.
0: So what did we do last night? I guess before, you know, we get into it, I should kind of introduce everybody. (laughs) This is Anime Alley here for Anime Ushi. My name is Charlotte, and I'm here with Jason and Jeremy. Hi, boys.
1: How's it going? Hello.
0: So, as I mentioned, we were on a ship last night, but it wasn't just, you know, we weren't just doing a thing. We were doing an anime thing, and by an anime thing, I mean... Black Butler, and the new Black Butler film, Book of the Atlantic, takes place on a ship. (laughs) Basically the Titanic.
1: Yeah. And there is an iceberg.
0: One iceberg. And there's
1: zombies. And
0: zombies.
1: And don't forget snakes, but not on a plane. On a boat.
0: What did he say? Bo is on a boat? Was that what you said?
1: Bo is on a boat. Yeah, Bo is on a boat. (laughs) Bo is on a boat.
0: We're just in the kitchen here cooking breakfast because... Funimation throws a pretty good party, and Funimation was the sponsor of this particular event. They had the English dub premiere and the U.S. premiere on this boat, and Marina Del Rey, the entertainer. And it was really nice. We were all encouraged to dress Victorian. I kind of dressed Victorian. The boys over here just put on their, their Sunday best.
1: Uh, I guess my Saturday's best because it's still the same clothes I wore last night.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it was, it was really good. Um, so before we get too into it, just, you know, we're going to do spoilers here. We're going to talk a little bit about the film. We're going to talk about the event itself. Uh, I promise you guys this isn't going to be too long because as much as I love Black Butler, the plot wasn't really heavy.
1: No, not at all. It, it took a lot from other things that are already well known. It was the. Th- it was as thin as the hull of the ship.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well said. Well said.
0: So about the event, as I mentioned, it was in Marina del Rey on the Entertainer, which is a really big yacht. It was really nice inside. Uh, a lot of accommodating uh, staff. Uh, free drinks all night. That was really fun. Yeah, that was. It was um, fun. They uh, handed out. Well, I guess they didn't hand out, but they had. Food, hors d'oeuvres, I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: little snacks.
0: Little snackies. Um, but I don't know. Like I've been, I've been going to Funimation events for two years now, and I have to say this was probably my favorite one.
1: It was really fun. Um, I'm just cracking eggs right now and cooking everybody omelets.
0: Yeah, as I uh, mentioned, we're making, we're making breakfast because we're all really tired from last night, from partying on a boat.
1: <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, it was definitely really fun to be on a boat, and it was such a clever idea for them to do it on a boat when it's a animated movie about being on a boat.
0: It was it was amazing, and I was uh, talking to Scott and Justin, who both work for Funimation, that were throwing the event. I'm just like this is great, I said. You guys always tend to just top yourselves at every event, and of course they just were like humble about it. Like yeah, you know it was a, it was a good time, and you know we're happy to do it. About the film itself, as I mentioned, there wasn't really much to the plot. And I've actually read the uh, arc in the manga about two years ago when it came out. And I had noticed that there were a lot of similarities to the Titanic. And we have to remember that this is supposed to be like an alternate universe of our world. So this may very well be this world's Titanic. And Yana Toboso, who created the series, she just took inspiration from actual events and threw it in her story and then added a twist, a.k.a. zombies.
1: Boas. On and boas. boas.
0: Well, the whole boas on a boat thing, uh, <laughs> that's like our little inside joke. There's a character named Snake who joins the Phantom Hive Manor and he communicates with snakes I grew up with the series I know I've had Jason watch it he's seen it do you guys think it was still kind of like faithful to the original series as far as like what you've seen or read
1: yeah I think yeah it, yeah, it definitely is uh, stays true to the the silliness and the um, the satire and it uh, you know it has its serious moments and it has its over-the-top ridiculous moments that are really funny uh, a lot of good surprises too a lot of cool things that happen that kind of hoped for in the series, but didn't manifest until this movie, so definitely worth watching. Being a little bit new to Black Butler, yeah, I, I agree with everything that Jason pretty much said, and kind of just leaves me without words to be spoken, but no, at first, you know, uh, the movie started off, you know, it's nice and calm, and you kind of get settled into your little nook of what's going on, and then finally it just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> boom, blasts off and delivers right there and you're like, oh, there's Black Butler. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. And from that moment on, it just pretty much kind of delivered that whole essence of you know what you kind of watch in Black Butler.
0: I've been a huge fan of the series for a while. I, I can't really remember when I first read it or when I first watched it, but it was definitely uh, pff, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. It's been a while. And You know, it just never she never fails to surprise me. When I say she, I'm talking about Yana again. She's the creator of the series, and I actually prefer the manga over the anime just because I just like it better. It's she gets a little bit more darker and deeper. But when I saw the movie, that's when I was like, oh, this is Yana. This is how bloody and dark the series gets. And I feel they toned it down with the original anime series. And I mean, you guys have never read it, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But People who are listening probably have read and know what I'm talking about. As we're sitting there on the ship, rocking back and forth, drinking our wine, sitting in our Victorian attire, we're watching all of these events unfold, and we we kind of tend to be the party side of wherever we go. So, like, our side of the ship where we were watching the film was definitely the loudest and the
1: most vocal. It, it, It was the fan... I felt in my element there. I could really just start yelling if I wanted to.
0: <laughs> there was a moment when one guy behind us was like, "I can't do this anymore." <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. He couldn't handle it. Yeah, you could tell his friends kind of brought him along on this journey, and he wasn't really too sure what he was getting himself into. But <laughs> he honestly had a great time. <laughs> he's
0: just like a kid. He's like, "I can't do this with you guys anymore. This is out of control." Oh. oh geez. Hilarious. I absolutely loved it. So from here on out, we're going to talk a little bit about spoilers of the film and the characters and kind of what transpires in the film. And as I mentioned, this is like a Titanic, including the one iceberg.
1: Yes, out of the one iceberg out of the millions of miles of ocean that you kind of see before you, which is only two hours out of the harbor. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, <laughs> a little... Or the stretching of the arms at the front of the ship. Ah, um, yes. Oh, that was fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. So, two of the characters, Grell, who's in the first season, and Ronald, who's a new Grim Reaper of the series, they did the whole Jack and Rose on the front of the ship, arms stretched out. Was Just funny. Everyone lost their shit when that happened.
1: Yeah, that really kind of set the tone to continue on what you're getting yourself into there.
0: As Jason mentioned, this movie had the silliness of the original series, the lightheartedness, and then as Jeremy mentioned, then it gets super dark and gothic and bloody and fantastic. It, it has everything. Yeah.
1: Since we're talking spoilers right here, I, I'll just go out and say it, you know, everyone, you know, you're finally going into, you know, the meeting of for the Phoenix and they're about to revive this uh, couple's dead daughter. Right. And right when they do, they get all excited, and she just goes up and bites the bejesus out of her mother's just yeah. shoulder, and it just squirts blood everywhere.
0: That was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and zombies have been done over and over again, and I think when she originally wrote this, she was jumping on the zombie fix and the zombie craze, but it was pretty brutal for an anime movie, especially for, like, maybe Black Butler. I haven't seen it actually be this... Violent. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, too.
1: It was very fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it.
0: What was your guys' favorite part, I guess, of the film?
1: Oh, man. What is the little girl's name?
0: Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Lizzie?
1: That Lizzie scene where she finally reveals her skills as a knight and just starts wrecking house. Oh, yeah. That was, was... easily... Easy, well, actually, not true. That's a tough one to pick because that was a really good scene But also the Grave Digger showing off his Reaper, like his actual scythe, was... Oh, um, the Undertaker? Yeah, yeah, sorry, the Undertaker. When he pulled that shit out, I was blown away. I was just like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is what what I wanted. For me, it wasn't necessarily just like one thing, but it was just every time Ronald just came out on his little... His, like, Segway slash push lawnmower that was, like, yeah. powered by something. Steampunk segue. <laughs> it didn't matter, like, how serious the mood was. It, once he just, like, stood on there and started moving around, I just lost it every time. <laughs> but it just seamlessly, like, played through.
0: It worked. It, just, it did. That was great. Um, back on the Elizabeth scene, I had... Uh, mentioned to Jeremy last night while we were watching it that during this particular scene, Lizzie is trying to be, you know, her cute self and she's trying to be the lady that she wants to be. But as the zombies are closing in, she starts crying and then that's it. That's what the volume left on. And I had to wait another like two months or three months until the next volume came out.
1: Now that's really brutal. I'd say probably that's the most brutalest part yeah. that I've heard. <laughs>
0: Her family are um, the knights for the, the Queen. Not the Queen's Guard, but they're just, they're the, they're the Midfords. They're badass knights. They There's uh, essentially soldiers, and Mama Midford is amazing. Oh, yeah. She trained Elizabeth, taught her all of her skills. As far as maybe my favorite scene, oh, I think I probably have to say the backstory between oh, Sebastian and Ciel.
1: They did that really well. For someone who's, you know, new to the series or something like that, or if you just wanted to watch the film and mm-hmm. like don't really have an idea what's going on. Yeah. They really, they really uh, showed who the characters were and explained their relationships really well. And when they kind of threw on that, you know, that little backstory part, you know, it was very concise and very easy to follow. And you kind of you weren't really left with like, well, you know, having questions of like, oh, what about this or that aspect yeah so I mean it, it pretty much just lays everything out for you to just grasp you're like okay cool uh, I now I know what the heck's going on completely in this universe if you just like have no idea
0: yeah and that actually was the same reading it because we had actually never seen a backstory between these two except for the whole CL was kidnapped potentially raped branded is he really the real CL like what's really going on here and reading that backstory you, like you said, you just get more insight and then watching it, you can kind of just watch this movie kind of standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll want to go back and kind of see what the series is all about.
1: Does that mean you have a standalone complex? Oh, Are
0: we making ghosts in the Shell puns?
1: As Ghost three? puns. Ghost in the pun. <laughs> gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if only this could be used as a segue for something. Right? It's too early for yeah. this. Yeah, it's way too early. I'm, I'm in the middle of like making the third omelette. And that's what came to my mind, so I just said it, me all you want.
0: No judgment here. So we got Lizzie's epic scene. We've got the reveal of The Undertaker. We've got the new Reaper cleaning house with his lawnmower. We've got the backstory of Sale and Sebastian. And we've got zombies and a bloody bloody movie. Half of the movie was just killing zombies and Oh yeah. that ma- but fun. but as they're killing the zombies, they're having this like conversation with each other because all of these uh beings except for CL, I mean, he can kind of consider B1, but they're all out out what's the word I'm looking for like not hu- they're not human. They don't have either. soul. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not they're not human, so they can kind of carry on these conversations. Uh the, you've got the reapers you've uh, got yeah killing yeah.
1: the zombies were, was pretty nonchalant it was in the movie, like they just did it it wasn't like a it was a big deal at first, but then once once that cat was out of the bag, it was just it was like mayhem. in the middle of your work day, you know, on a Tuesday, yep, killing some zombies,
0: <laughs> yeah, but when you saw the humans go for the zombies, then it kind of was a little bit more okay, this is zombie killing, yeah,
1: yeah. totally
0: I really liked when the the Midfords, Elizabeth's family, were like trying to fight off the zombies, and Sebastian's like, "Oh, you need to take out their heads," and they all just went
1: yeah.
0: in like sequence
1: and yeah, killed everything. It was great. Yes, yeah, awesome, awesome movie, very fun. Uh, do you want to talk about things that you possibly didn't like or care for? Ooh. Well, for me, one of the biggest things was uh, it wasn't necessarily the voice. Actors and, like, how well they did, you know, like, with their lines. It was just, I I just don't care for bad English accents. Uh, The best one by far that sounded the most natural was The Undertaker. Uh,
0: Oh, my God. He was amazing.
1: Yeah. It was, that was done really well. I almost was like, I wonder if maybe he actually has an accent. But uh, everyone else, I I mean, it kind of, like, pulled me away a little bit for a while. That's always kind of the case for it. But. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily the actor's fault or the director's fault for why their accents were bad. I'm going to just go ahead and throw myself under the bus and say that the voice actors did a bad job, uh, especially the Queen's uh, butlers, the two white-haired characters. Mm. My Lanta, were they terrible? <laughs> um, and it wasn't that they as voice actors, are bad. It's just that they're interpretation of what a British accent is was very bad. Sebastian's isn't bad, though, at all. He's solid. No, he's solid. Uh, I think CL...
0: Uh, I think she tried a little too hard yeah. this movie.
1: Yeah, it was a little forced. Felt a little forced. Yeah.
0: But it wasn't bad. Definitely was better than the first season of the anime series. And if you guys listen to the English oh, voices...
1: Absolutely. agreed. I agree. I agree. And Snake. Snake was great. He was the <laughs> Oh, my God. When he, his little quips... And his little, like, narrations of his own snakes. Like, his snakes are talking for him. Yes. And he calls out their names per...
0: And he has different voices for each one of them. I definitely agree the Undertaker was probably my favorite character of the movie.
1: Yeah. um, For voice, I would go with... I'd actually go with the snake guy. Whatever his name is, I always forget it.
0: His name is Snake. Yeah, Yeah, Snake. It is Snake.
1: Snake was probably my favorite. I think he had the most dynamic. Well, he was forced to have the most dynamic range because mm-hmm. he's doing multiple voices at once. Yeah. Um, and then I would go with the uh, Undertaker, as a close second.
0: And it's funny that we like those are your two favorites because those were my two favorites because they both had to do different voices. Yeah. You had the Undertaker, who's like his. Oh master like you know that really yeah. creepy voice stun. super stud the the I'm, uh, I'm going to
1: kill
0: you. He says oi like yeah. I was waiting for an oi cunt like Boy, oi. <laughs> that
1: was the one time they only did it once I believe too right? Yeah. They only had one oi.
0: Yeah. I remember wasn't it
1: CL wasn't it CL yelling at trying to wake Sebastian up after he was injured. Yeah, he's like which, oi. Yeah. I believe so. Oh, Oh my God.
0: I remember uh, when we visited Japan back in January. Uh, You guys can actually listen to that podcast here on the SoundCloud and the website. We were at the Kotobakuya store, and we saw this beautiful, like, display of black butler statues. Jason's like, is that The Undertaker? I'm like, yes. He's like... Holy shit, when does that happen? And it's the Undertaker's like reveal, he's got his big beautiful death scythe, he's like oh, his man. face is revealed. I'm like, yeah, by the way, the Undertaker's like the hottie of the series. <laughs> or he's like the hottest character in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. No. When uh when they revealed his like true form, so to speak. How he's was, like, like
0: the main bad guy. It, turned, now.
1: it, it almost turned into like a shojo out of nowhere. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I was like, oh man, there's gonna be a well, lot of shipping. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that. I mean, that's probably been the case for a long time now. But um, boy, was that a, a surprise! Yeah, it was a good surprise. It was very nice. Yeah, it was pleasant. I loved the, when they would do the uh, like the film reel cutscenes. You know, oh, when he wanted yeah. to look back into like, oh, let's see what your past has, your story. That was the And best. they oh, were sorry. done really well. My favorite part was like the Charlie Chaplin one. <laughs>
0: that nice like throwback, but yeah. like I said earlier, that, this is supposed to be an alternate universe of our world. So, hey, you know what? Maybe The Undertaker was Charlie Chaplin in this world, or maybe he's just messing around, like, oh, hey, Charlie Chaplin. Like, or maybe Charlie Chaplin was inspired, who knows? I just really like, like you said, the film reels, that's really creative. And then when people were explaining things, like when The Undertaker was explaining the soul Mm-hmm. And then it was. I think it was the Undertaker when he was explaining how the Grim Reapers take the souls. How it was that weird puppet
1: yeah, animation. That was really cool. Uh, what would what would you call that? I'm not too sure. I it guess reminded me
0: a little bit it. of Coraline, I guess, like yes. a Tim Burton feel.
1: Yeah, but it was still very much so animated. Yes, I I love that they finally visually put together the like the beginning of how. CL and Sebastian became what they are.
0: Yeah, the backstory.
1: Yeah, that backstory was, uh, was really great. Interestingly enough, you know, like you're in the middle of just like, you know, Undertaker's like big reveal and like shit's about to like go down hard and you're ruined and ramped for it. And they actually like do that cut back to, you know, this whole long, uh, like backstory. And at first, you know, you kind of like cut away like, oh cool, I'm gonna see this backstory. And you don't really get peeved at all that you got taken away from, like, what's about, like, no. this a crazy big fight scene. And it, it kind of, like, they did a really good job with, I guess, uh, intertwining, like, just throwing in this. Yeah. Uh,
0: it had a nice flow.
1: Yeah, it did. I also like the fact that we got to see Sebastian in, like, his true form as a in demon. In a way. In yeah. a way, yeah. It was yeah. still very, like, it was a nice little teaser. Yeah. And
0: the way they did his animation, how it was all, yeah. like, I don't know how to describe it. It was different. It was, like, raw and like, Very, very raw. Weird.
1: And I love that they changed his voice too and made it dark and deeper and more demonic, and it was smart. They did a really good job.
0: Well, no, I don't want to say a lot of people because the like fans know this, but Sebastian's true form has never actually been revealed. All we've seen is that he's a creature of darkness and he's got weird like claw hands, I guess. Yeah. But he wanted to take on the form of somebody that would be appealing to this child, and the form of like
1: the form of a his
0: dad. I mean, you guys, have you guys seen? His dad, what Seal's dad looked like at all, yeah. yeah. So his he he essentially kind of looks like his dad. So there you go. I mean, I think so what anyway. Better
1: way to earn the trust is just eventually have some little kid's soul. <laughs> that's right.
0: Over time, though, I feel that this demon has grown somewhat attached to this little shithead.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think he can. I don't think he's gonna be able to actually go through with it and devour his soul. I think. Interesting. I mean, that's how, that's what I think. That's, I mean, just that's how it's starting to play like that. You know, obviously, there's, there's a few times where he has just a general care and interest uh, for CL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can tell that it's not necessarily because he's... He can use the excuse of being bound to him uh, until his vengeance carried out, but I don't believe that. I don't no. buy that for a minute.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out whenever Black Butler ends.
1: Yeah, seven years from now.
0: Yeah, maybe. I was having a conversation with somebody last night, and we were talking about the second season because he's never really watched Black Butler. He just uh, he was just, like, attending because he got an invite. And I'm like, okay, well, let me give you the whole history of the series. And we were talking about the season two and how in season two, Sebastian actually eats CL's soul. And CL oh, – was it end of season two? No. It was the end of season one. He actually eats his soul, and then in season two, CL's kind of like a demon. So he's not dead – but he's not alive and it just was a fucking mess. But that's not canon. We don't consider that real. But back on the backstory, why why would Sebastian put up with this bullshit that this bratty little kid, like, does he really want this kid's soul that bad that he's willing to just like put up with it? I know they're in a contract, but
1: I think he just tells himself that, and at the end of the day, he just cares about the little (laughs) shithead. True, and I think they really push, like, you know, how they eventually start caring for each other or accepting each other a lot more within the backstory. Uh Uh-huh. You know, at first, they're... When one's trying to teach the other something, you know, they're very crass and rude to each other, and uh, eventually over time, you know, as they're both progressing with, uh, you know, what's expected of them through each other, uh, they kind of, you know... Seem to enjoy each other's company and actually give each other praise. Yeah, it was amazing how much in such a short period of time in that cutscene, how much they, how much backstory they actually developed they between really, the two of them. They really did a good job with that, to be honest. Like that, that was done very well. Yeah,
0: that's why it was my favorite scene. <laughs> it was good. It was good.
1: Still not as good as a Segway lawnmower, I'm just saying. Yeah, you can't really beat the Segway lawnmower. It, it, no, it, it was good. I mean, the only thing that could come close to the Segway no, it doesn't even come close to the Segway lawnmower, I'd say it was when Gruel got downgraded from his chainsaw to these little snipping scissors. Oh, yes. Yes. In the first season. That was great. He was demoted. Oh, jeez.
0: Like he's still, tr- you're like, Oh, you still have to do your reaper job, but here's this shitty weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Here, trim some hair.
0: Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> fine. So as we wrap up here, uh, any final thoughts, the, uh, you know, as far as the event goes, as far as the film goes, do you have any, I guess, ad- not advice, but do you recommend it for other oh, people yeah. to go oh, see? Okay.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It was great. It was a good movie. I'd, I'd go see it again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I highly recommend it. I think um, I liked it more than Book of Circus.
0: Really? The yeah. whole series?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe the whole series, but I think just the, I, I, I don't know. I, I think out of all the Black Butler, out of all the uh, Black Butler like things that I've seen, whether it be movies or, uh, or the series, I think I enjoyed this movie more than anything I've watched. Like, Black Butler-wise. I think it was my favorite Black Butler any, anything. And it was really fun. It's a really engaging movie, and it's entertaining and satirical, and it's great. Jeremy? Yeah, uh, ditto. <laughs> no, what, it, was, it was really good. Uh, I was disappointed that I did not get a floating-on-a-door scene at the end.
0: Oh, right. It was a boat. I thought they were going to do that.
1: Well, they did the, uh, there was the life, there was the life ring, like the, yeah, that. he got cold and they one, almost did it. One thing I did miss out on though, is afterwards, make sure you just don't, uh, you know, turn off the movie after it's done with the credit scene. Cause there is like a little short clip at the end where they're kind of all together. And I did miss that. I caught it on the corner of my eye and I couldn't really hear from where I was at. So I'm kind of interested, you know, maybe I'm just going to watch this again so I could watch that little there part. There you go. Yeah, it's worth it. It's got it some is. little funny sections uh, in that, little funny moments at the uh, end credit scene. So I would definitely re-watch it if I were you. Yeah.
0: I did catch it at the end too, and I didn't really, like, I was, fa- I was Instagramming live uh, last night, and I kind of caught a little clip Whoops. of the film. I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. Back to selfie mode. That was fun yeah I would definitely recommend it. It's I don't think it was as good as the Book of Circus series because the ser it was a series, and there was a lot more to it, a lot more plot. I felt it was a little bit darker, too. I mean, how far you know how dark can you get with other than a guy reanimating corpses <laughs> for science and that's that was cool too it was, an in, it was a science thing, kind of like a whole turn of the century. It wasn't like, I don't know. I mean, the Grim Reaper was behind it. Or the Undertaker's behind it with his like influence, nice. but it was still sciency, and that I really enjoyed that. Um, Black Butler Book of Atlantic is in select theaters June 2nd or excuse me, June 12th and June 14th. If you guys want to go see it, um, and then of course, I'm assuming Funimation at a later time is going to be they're putting it out on Blu ray and DVD. So, guys, as we do our closing here, uh, thank you so much for listening. We're actually going through our goodie bags that Funimation gave us, and we got, what did we get? We got some really beautiful uh, postcards or some sort of, like, character art. Beautiful boys. I love it. We got Sebastian gloves. Oh, my God. So one of the cards is Grell (laughs) and Ronald doing (laughs) the Titanic pose, which is
1: amazing. fantastic.
0: Uh, And then we get, like I said, some Sebastian gloves and a tuxedo shirt. Mm -hmm. So that's really fun.
1: Oh, yes. You guys want to play National Treasure? (laughs) We We could steal the Declaration of Independence. I mean, we've got lemons, too. We might as well just go for it. Oh, this one's, this glove's smaller. I can't even get my fingers the rest of the way through it. Jeez, or maybe this hand's fat.